Hey, this is Todd and Julie Mullen, senior pastors here at Christ Fellowship Church in South Florida. Whether you're across the street or across the world, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy week to join for this message. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you to get more out of life. I'm going to keep you stood on your feet for a second because the English bossy lady is here. I'm like the auntie you didn't know you had, but you really do need to know she's in the family. And so I'm so glad that we're gathering on all of our campuses, joining us online. And I know we've got people at Royal Palm and Port St. Lucie and Gardens are here. And we have got people in Jupiter and all over the place that are gathering with us. We're one church in many locations. And I love this house. I have adopted myself into the family without your permission. I just did. And and it always feels like God has got me here at the right time for a season that He has you in as a church family. And I honour your pastors, Todd and Julie, our dear, dear friends of Steve and I. And so I don't take this lightly, this entrustment of being able to speak to you as family, not a visitor, not someone who's passing through, but someone that wants to build the house alongside your pastors. And so that's a great privilege for me. And so I'm just keeping you in every location on your feet because we're gonna pray because I do believe God wants to do something today. There's a transformation that's gonna happen today, but I'm letting you know that your participation in it is crucial. And so even the posture of standing and preparing ourselves is saying to God, okay, God, I'm ready, I'm, I'm willing, I'm able. And so I want us to adopt a posture for the next few moments together as we're in the Word that says, I'm willing to play my part. You know you have a part to play. And that's what I'm gonna unpack with you today. So today might be more of an ouch word than a wow word, but every now and again, we need an ouch word. We need God to tell us what we need to be told. And so let's be the kind of believers that are ready to receive, not just the goodies from God, but the challenge from God, because that's where we see chains break. So God, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You that You are so here in the midst of us. You're in every campus right now, presencing Yourself amongst the people. God, You hold this church in Your hands. You hold our, our entire lives, our world in Your hands, God. Let us not forget that. We can trust You. You are the great potter. You are the one that knows exactly how to mold and make us fit what You've called us to be in all of the settings we find ourselves in. So today, God, I pray that the clay would soften in our hearts, that we would be willing to get on the potter's wheel, that we allow You, God, to change what needs to change so that we can be more like You. Today, I pray for transformation at Christ Fellowship Church, for stepping into a season that is awaiting us, a season of our advancement and growth. God, get us ready for all that is ahead. In Your Name we pray, Amen and Amen. You may take your seats. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm excited to preach to you today. I am ready and fired up. And so I'm gonna dive straight into what I believe God has asked me to do. I think the worship set me up so perfectly. I love how God, when you are working to His plan, weaves everything together. And even what Pastor Todd said earlier about chains being broken and the song that we just declared about how God is our champion, but get the second part of the song because the second part of the song is also very important because it says that giants will fall when we open our mouth. 
When we start to declare, when we start to do our part, something happens. And that's why today I wanna challenge you because God has called you not to have a functional life, but to have a powerful life. And we have been through a season, haven't we? We've all been through a season. Let's just call it what it is. I don't know what that season was, but we've all been through it. In fact, in England right now, we are still in the middle of our lockdown. We're still fully, fully locked down. We have been 17 months of not being able to sing in worship or sit next to someone or hug someone. And the only reason I am allowed to be here today is because, thank the Lord Jesus, you allowed me to become an American citizen. So I was able to fly on my blue passport. But we've all been in this season and this pandemic, which which had one effect physically in people's bodies, but has had an entirely different effect mentally and spiritually in the body of Christ. And if we don't talk about it and if we don't address it, then we'll all kind of, we'll, we'll fall into the next season and kind of feel the after effects of what we've just been through. But I don't want us to fall into a next season. I want us to be fully alert and fully aware of actually what the enemy would like to do to the church and actually what we are called as the church to do in response that this should not leave us affected or somehow our worship deflated or somehow our faith depleted. But this season should wake us up to the fact that we have all that we will ever need to advance as the body of Christ. And I want you to reconnect today to not just be functional, but be fully powerful in Christ. You are fully powerful in Him. And the best way that I can describe um, what I wanna speak to you today about is to tell you about one of my parenting fails. Any parents in the room? I'm sure you've had more than one parenting fail. Well, one parenting fail that we had happened on Christmas morning. It was one of those years where finally our children were old enough to understand that the present was not the wrapping paper or the cardboard, right? That's not what we were giving them, that the thing inside was actually the thing of value. So they were old enough to understand the the gift that was in the box. And so that year, we had gone crazy. We were buying everything from Fisher-Price. Fisher-Price was our best friend. Everything that they advertised on TV looked too good to be true. You know, we'd watch the commercial and we would see that there would be this like thing you could buy with a doorbell that rang and light switches that came on and the keyboard that made sounds and the microphone that amplified the kids' voices. So we bought, you know, one of everything. We were so excited. And then Christmas morning came and revealed our parent fail. Because as the kids got so excited and opened all of their gifts, we realized as parents, we had failed to read the small print. And the small print said, batteries are not included. Hello. So when our children went to press the doorbell, there was no sound. When they went to play the keyboard, nothing happened. When they used the microphone, nothing changed. When they went to put the light switch on, no light came on. And so we had bought something that was functional, but it was not yet powerful because we had not done our part. They had given us all the ingredients to make it work, but we had to do something on our end to then contribute to this thing coming alive. And I'm here to let you know about your journey with God. This is a batteries not included journey. God's done everything that He ever needs to do. 
He has defeated the enemy. We win in the end. He went and even took back death itself and resurrection power. And so we have all we will ever need. He can break every chain. But the problem is that often when He breaks the chain, we still walk around holding the chain. He breaks the chain, but we still keep the lifestyle that caused the chain. He breaks the chain, but we still talk and have coffee with the chain. And so you have to understand that we can pray for God to break, but if we don't do our part, we will wonder why we are not free. But who the sun sets free is free indeed. But you have to understand batteries are not included. You have to do something. That's why when it comes to the entire question of your salvation, you have to do something. He doesn't force himself upon you. God says, here's the door, here's the way, here's the truth, here's the life. But you have to ask me in. You have to say you want to receive me as your Lord and Saviour. Why? Because God wants you to be in partnership with Him. He wants you to have a relationship with Him. He didn't create you as a robot. He created you as a son and as a daughter. And so today I'm asking you, are your batteries included? Because it's time for some of you to figure it out and get your batteries. And the Bible is full of scriptures that remind us of this. And it tells us we've got to work out our salvation in Philippians. We've got to do the work to work out this thing called our salvation. And in 2 Peter 1, there's this incredible verse that is all about adding your own batteries. It says this, it says, for this very reason, make every effort, how much effort? Every effort to add to, bring your batteries to add to, your faith, goodness, and then add to goodness, knowledge. And then to knowledge, you need to add self-control. Hello. I can't help it. Yes, you can. You have to add self-control. Well, I'm just so tempted. You can add self-control. Well, I can't put down the donuts. You can add self-control. There is no demon lurking in your refrigerator. Stop trying to cast out the donut demon and add your own batteries and take control. That's what the Bible's saying. It's saying, and then add to your self-control perseverance. And to perseverance, add godliness. And to godliness, mutual affection. And to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. There you have it. The Bible makes it very clear that God needs us to begin to add. And so today I told you this is not a, ooh, that made me feel good. This is a, ouch, that maybe made me feel challenged. But honestly, I think we have been through this season and what's happened in this season has been very revealing. And maybe we've not understood or talked about it or realized this, but, but I believe as we all kind of in our own ways were disconnected because of a pandemic. We were disconnected and we couldn't meet the same way. We were fearful about being around lots of people. However it affected you in your job, spiritually, in your church situation, some of you still are at home right now because it's taken you out of the church and the way that you used to gather. And so this effect has gone on with the way that we are. But what happened, I believe, is that it's been a great revealer of how little power many of the people of God have. 
Because all of a sudden, all of the extension cables that you were using to power up your life were removed. The extension cable of the worship band was not there in your bedroom on Sunday service. The extension cable of the person that always brings you to church was not available to drive you to church. The extension cable of the person that always checked up on you so you didn't slip up in that area of temptation was not available for you. And after a season where we got unplugged, many of us were like, wow, I just don't feel the same. I don't feel as powerful. I don't feel as energized. Well, listen, God didn't change. The pandemic didn't change heaven, didn't change God. So what happened? What happened is a lot of us had to come to the realization, man, I was borrowing energy. I have been borrowing energy and listen to me, when your energy is borrowed, your consistency is compromised. And so if you're not as consistent in your giving in this season as you were in the last, you have to understand you were borrowing something that now you have to find for yourself. You have to find that revelation that God is your source. You have to find that revelation that planted in the house, I flourish. You have to find that revelation that I am a part of the body of Christ called to build the church of Jesus Christ. Because if you don't have the revelation for yourself, you have no batteries that are included. See, batteries are portable power. And if we live our life off extension leads, we will only last as long as the cable length that we have attached into other people's lives. So if that person doesn't return your phone call or the pastor doesn't follow you up or the small group leader doesn't call you five times, you don't commit. But when we pull all the extension leads out, the church of God should just be as powerful as it was before because we have all discovered actually it's my personal job to actually devote myself to the things of God. It's my personal job to discover that I have a source that is inside of me that the world cannot take for me. If it takes the worship team, God bless the worship team. Do you know how hard they work some Sundays? Do you know how hard they work some Sundays to get you to worship? It's like they have a plan. They're like, okay, we're gonna start slow because they all haven't had caffeine yet. We're just gonna come in gently and then we're just gonna like warm them up a little bit, loosen them up, you know, like a gym instructor, get those muscles like loose. And then, and then we're gonna do a song where we kind of get, you know, foot tapping. And, and, then, and then I think if we just go big on the drums, we might get half a hand, you know, like from someone. And then like, if they get two hands, like, yes, we did it this morning. I mean, we got them fully worked out and stretched out for Jesus. No. That should not be the job of the worship team. The Bible says you're supposed to bring your own batteries. It says, I will enter His courts with thanksgiving. I will enter His house with praise. In other words, I'm gonna bring my own batteries to worship. Imagine for a moment if every single person in Christ Fellowship Church showed up on Sunday before one note was played by the band and they were like, I don't need a warm up. I'm all good. I've been in the presence of the Lord all week. I am here with my thanksgiving. I need you to move aside band because I'm leading all by myself. Imagine. We pray for revival, but what do you think it looks like? 
It looks like a church that's fired up, a church that bring batteries, a church that come and in the parking lot are already praying over other people in the church. They don't need a prayer line. They don't need someone to say, I anoint you to go and pray for sister so-and-so. No, they're like someone in the body needs prayer. I'm a believer. I know how to pray. I'm going to pray over you right now. Imagine the miracles. Imagine the chains that could be broken before you ever step in the room. That's the kind of church that our world needs to see right now. That's the kind of church that we need in Jupiter. That's the kind of church that we need downtown. That's the kind of church that we need in Belgrade. That's the kind of church that starts to change a community. A church that realizes, man, I need to stop borrowing my energy and realize I've got to start understanding I can tap into a source that is portable. I can add this to my life. I can add self-control. I can add faith. I can add love. I can add perseverance. And so I wanna take you to a story in the Bible where some people had to come to the realization that they hadn't brought their own batteries. It's a strange story. It's in Matthew 25. I like strange stories because most preachers leave them alone. So they're all mine. (laughs) And it's literally a story about 10 virgins. It's just a parable, a picture of these 10 women. And it says that these 10 virgins, they they were waiting for the bridegroom to arrive. And it says they went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. And the bridegroom was a long time in coming. And they became drowsy and they fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, here's the bridegroom, come meet him. All the virgins woke up and they went to trim their lamps. But the foolish ones said to the wise, give us your oil because our lamps have gone out. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both us and you. You have to go and get your own oil. It seems a strange story, but it paints a picture that today I want you to paint on the, on the doorway of your heart. It's a picture of 10 friends who are getting ready for the bridegroom to return. We, church, are friends that are all supposed to be getting ready for the bridegroom to return that He is coming, but we don't know when. It's not our job to know when, it's our job to get the church ready, it's our job to get our lives ready, it's our job to be in a position where we are waiting in anticipation. And so they know that that's their role, that we need to be waiting, we need to be ready, and so they set off. And note it says that the bridegroom doesn't show up when they want the bridegroom to show up, right? Anybody relate? God doesn't show up on your schedule? Like God, you are at least a month late. What is the problem? Did you overbook your diary? Don't you understand that I need this miracle right now? And so in their waiting, they get weary. And I think in the church, We've seen that happen so often, especially in this season, like, God, when's it gonna be over? When are we gonna get back to normal? When's life gonna look like it used to? And, and God's like, why are you getting weary and you're waiting? These things you have to build a perseverance for, these things you have to build a tenacity for. And, and so it says that they began to get weary and drowsy and they fell asleep. 
And note this, it says in verse six, at midnight, you know, the enemy will wait until there is a midnight moment in your life. And in the midnight moment of your life is when you're gonna find out whether you have batteries included or not. It's in the midnight moment that you're gonna find out whether you have self-control or not. It's in the midnight moment when no one else is looking, when you're drowsy and you're tired and you kind of feel a little weak and you're not feeling as faithful as you were before. It's in the midnight moment that, that the enemy's gonna find out, he's gonna test you to see whether or not you brought your oil, you brought your batteries or whether you were relying on your friends or on the service that happened on Sunday and now it's Thursday and you have no power left. And so in the midnight hour, the call went out, you better be ready, it's time. And so they all went to grab, this is my modern equivalent of the parable <laughs> because we don't typically go out on an adventure with a lamp and oil we would more typically take a flashlight and batteries. So that's the modern day equivalent. And these 10 friends that all set off with the same aim, all set off with the same goal, all of a sudden they're like, okay, it's time. I know we're tired, but wake up, it's time. And five went to grab their flashlight in the midnight moment. in the COVID moment. In the losing my job moment. In will the church hurt me moment. In the about to go on the website, you know you shouldn't go on moment. In the gossip opportunity moment, in the Facebook post moment, in the midnight moment. Okay, you ready? And five went to press their flashlight and nothing happened. And then the five that realized I don't get to control when the bridegroom comes back. I don't get to say when's good for me. I just have to be ready. And so I need to have a supply that's not gonna run out. I need worship that goes beyond Sunday. I need devotion that goes beyond the preach that somebody gives me. I need a revelation bigger than the download. I need a commitment more than once a month. I need a revelation for my own life. Those, those five in the midnight moment, they went and suddenly what was dark was illuminated. Suddenly what was hiding in the midnight moment was exposed. Suddenly what could have been fearful turned to something that was full of faith. Suddenly in a moment where they felt closed in, they could see a way forward. Suddenly they realized, I'm good. I, I, I'm good. I, I have something inside of me. Now watch this, because it seems a little cruel, but I'm your friend and I'm your family. And so I have to tell you the truth today. That the five with no batteries turned to the five with batteries and they asked what felt a genuine question. Well, can you give me your batteries? Can you lend me your batteries? Because I, I didn't bring enough with me. And these friends, and by the way, we all need these kinds of friends. We might not want them, but we need them. These friends turned to their friend and said, no, nope, not today. 
I'm not lending you my batteries today. You gotta go get your own. And sometimes what feels the hardest thing to say is the most helpful thing you could ever say to someone is when you turn to someone and say, listen, I have been carrying you literally to church for seven months. I've been reminding you on Saturday. I've been picking you up on Sunday. I've been following you up on Monday. I've been trying to get you on the journey. I've been trying to tell you about baptisms, but I'm telling you, there comes a point where you have to say, but now it's time for you to get your own because you're all grown up. You're 56. I think you can do this. And we understand it in the natural because there comes a moment when you say to your children, mine are now teenagers, so I'm getting used to this new conversation of it's time to get your own money. (laughs) Stop borrowing mine. It's time for you to pick up your own laundry. There is not a laundry fairy that lives in this house. And if there used to be, she just quit. And so pick up your laundry. Why am I doing that? It's not that I don't love my children, but I realize that my gift to my children this season is to help them grow up, is to help them realize you have to get your own because there's gonna be a moment when you're at college in a midnight moment and your parents are not there and you can't get us on the phone. And in the midnight moment, I need you, son, to have self-control. I need you, daughter, to have faith and perseverance. I need you when you go to switch on your light to know that there is something there that illuminates. God wants the same for all of us. And so there's times when we even, even your pastors, that lovely, sweet pastor, needs to be able to say to you, hey, it's time to get your own. I can't be that for you anymore. You gotta lean into God and discover this for yourself. We are on a journey where we have to bring our own batteries. In England, we are very heathen. Pray for us. (laughs) And if you get a party invite in England, it often has BYOB on the invite. Now I know around here because you're all holy. That means bring your own Bible. But in England, that means bring your own bottle, okay? Because we are, we are in need of a revival. But this party invite that God sends us to life with all of its fullness is a BYOB. I need you to bring something too. I need you to bring a commitment. I need you to bring your song. I need you to bring your thanks. I need you to bring your worship. Jesus loves it when people show up with their own batteries. Just think about the miracles he did because someone brought batteries. Think about the boy who brought the batteries of his lunch and his fish supper and said, I don't know if it can help, but I'm gonna bring something, Jesus. And Jesus is like, I'm gonna use your batteries to illuminate the whole situation. When those guys carried their friend and lowered him through the roof to Jesus, Jesus is like, man, you brought your own faith today and because you brought your own faith, you're gonna walk home instead of being paralyzed on a stretcher. I'm telling you, there's something about when we bring it to God that He multiplies what we bring and I believe it's time for the church of Jesus Christ to start showing up and bringing something to the table that God can multiply. So you gotta bring your own, Christ Fellowship Church. You gotta bring your own. And secondly, I want you to know something else. Some of you need to charge your batteries. I'm gonna say something now that is not gonna be popular, but that's okay, I leave town tomorrow. 
Pastor Todd could clear it all up. But it's the truth and the truth will set you free. Some of you are more aware of your iPhone battery level than you are your spiritual battery. You are more committed to charging that Apple device up than you are committed to charging your spiritual life up. You have a charger in your car. You have a charger in your kitchen. You have a spare charger in the bedroom. You have a charger in the lounge. You have a charger at the office in case you forgot the three other chargers that you already put in your handbag. You have chargers everywhere. You have a charger pack. You are fully invested in making sure that that battery never gets down to red. Because if it's red, Lord forbid, you may miss a Facebook post. You may miss catching up on Instagram gossip. You may miss someone's selfie on vacation. And I would hate for your life to be deprived of that information. (laughs) You know what it takes to keep something charged up. But if I was to check your car for your spiritual battery charger, or your kitchen, or your office, or your bedroom, would I see the same commitment level to staying charged up in the Word of God and the truth of God, staying charged up in the presence of God? Would I find on your playlist and on your reading table things that charge you up spiritually? See, many of us walk around spiritually with flat batteries. And then we come on Sunday and we ask the church to give us jump cables. Now that's painful. Like, like, every week. Okay, pastor, I'm ready. I'm bracing myself. Tell me all the things I know I should be telling myself. Like, phew, glad that's over. I might not come back next week because that was a hard one. But when you live charging up your own battery, you're like, I I don't need jump cables. I was slapped up the side of the head on Tuesday. I was reminded on Wednesday. I stood on the truth of the promise of God on Thursday. And on Saturday, I was speaking out the declarations over my finances that God says are available to me. You gotta charge up your batteries. Now here's the great thing. I don't know much about batteries, so my knowledge goes as deep as Google. But I did Google and find out, you know what you need to charge a battery? You need negative energy. You take the negative energy that is flat and you charge it up and make it into something positive. And we serve a God who is able to take whatever negativity you have and turn it into something for His glory. So if you have a bad marriage right now, you are highly, highly available for a supercharge to happen in your life. If you have a situation that feels like it's so negative, you have all the ingredients for God to charge something up in your life. That's why it says in Isaiah that He takes our ashes and He turns them into a crown of beauty. He takes our despair and He gives us garments of praise. Why? Because He's able to charge up our battery by us handing over that negativity. So we got to charge up our batteries. Our vehicle at home was 
consistently having a flat battery. And after calling out the recovery team for the car to be recharged up, I asked, why is this happening? And he said, simply, it's happening because of the pandemic, you're not going anywhere. And so it's just sat there, not doing what it's supposed to do, and the battery has become flat. And I'm telling you spiritually, if you don't do what you're called to do, your spiritual battery will become flat. You're supposed to go, you're supposed to speak, you're supposed to reach, you're supposed to help, you're supposed to serve, you're supposed to commit, you're supposed to be a part of the family. Finally, you need to bring your own battery, you need to charge your battery, and you also need to, some of you, and I'm speaking this prophetically in the last few moments, over you if you're part of this church family. God's asking some of you to change your battery. See, batteries come in all different shapes and sizes. This battery will charge certain things, but this battery will charge a whole other set of things. And if I was to bring a car battery on the stage, that has the potential to charge a whole more things. Batteries come in all shapes and sizes. And I just wanna challenge some of you that the battery you've been living your life on for a long time now, it's time to upgrade. Like you've been filling a seat at Christ Fellowship Church for a lot of years, but it's time for you to actually start leading a small group. You've been attending, but you've not been serving. You've been enjoying, but you've not been giving. You've been listening, but you haven't gone on the journey. You're saying that you're committed, but you've not signed up for the baptism. These are things that are presented to you as an opportunity, and every time they come, it's an opportunity to go from where you are to where God is calling you. The Bible says it this way in 1 Corinthians 13. It says, when I was a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child, I acted like a child, but there came a day when I had to realize, change, change. I can't act this way anymore. I've got to grow up. I've got to change my batteries. And I believe that for many today, there's a season for you to change your battery. You just heard that the journey's about to start today. Some of you need to go on it. I know you didn't plan to until this English chick showed up. <laughs> but honestly, you need to go because you're stuck. And you're like, well, why is my life not moving on? Because you're using the same battery. And you've got to do something different to grow your knowledge, add to your knowledge. Some of you are like, well, why does my life feel not as powerful? Because you haven't got baptized yet. And on August the 1st, you can be baptized and you can sign up today and you can say, I'm going to take a step and change my battery. And in the fall, when we start all the small groups again, some of you need to say, you know what? I've attended one, but I've never led one. And it's time for me to actually become a leader of a small group. Why? Because we need us to mature because when babies come through the door, they can't be babysat by babies. We've got to be the ones that are wise so that when those come with no batteries, we can help them find them. And so today, I just simply want to close out with the challenge. Where is it time, Christ Fellowship, for you in this next season to start bringing your own batteries? Where is it time for you to charge your battery? Where is it time for some of you to change up your battery? All across every campus, just close our eyes just for a moment. 
And if today you're saying, I know I need to make a step in this area. I know I need to take a step to change, to charge up. Just open your hands before God right now. You just open palm with your hands before God, with your eyes closed on every campus. And I'm just gonna pray over you today. This, this hand gesture is a sign saying, God, I know it's time. God, I'm gonna stop asking everyone else. It's time for me to get my own in these areas. God, you see our hands that are open palmed. God, we come to you today so aware of what you have done for us, but today we are sobered and we are reminded that God, this is a partnership. That God, you want us to engage with you. You want us to have a relationship with you. You want us today to step into a new discovery of doing life hand in hand with you. So today I pray for any that feel flat, spiritually, any that feel that they are not charged up. Today, I pray they will commit to the journey. They change the battery in their mind, in their thinking, in their actions. They charge up spiritually their hope and their faith and their praise. That today there will be a willingness all over again in this house to say, I'm bringing my own, I'm bringing my faith, I'm bringing my thanksgiving, I'm bringing my worship. Here I am, God. You can lower your hands. I'm gonna ask one more thing as eyes are closed on every campus right now. I said it right at the beginning and so I say it again at the end. God set this whole thing up that you would do something to receive His power in your life. He's done it all for you, but you have to ask Him into your heart and your life. And so today, if you've never prayed a prayer that says, God, I need you, God, I want you in my life, or you are far from God today and you've tried religion and you showed up in a church building, but today you realise, no, I need to make a decision. That's you saying, I'm gonna bring my own. Maybe your parents have dragged you to church. Maybe your wife brought you today. But I'm telling you, you've got to make a decision for yourself. And if that's to you today, and you say, I really want to make that decision, I'm simply going to ask you to do something. As eyes are closed, I'm just going to ask you to lift your hand and say, that's to me today. I'm far from God, or I need to come back to God. I need to make my own decision. As that hand's raised, I am just right now going to ask on every campus, just put your hand on your heart. It's you saying, okay, God, I'm making this decision. And then I'm going to ask all the church to repeat these words after me to help you make this decision, but you that raised your hand a moment ago, put your hand on your heart and mean these words as you say them. Dear God, today I come and I ask for your forgiveness. I receive your grace. And today I choose to be a child of God. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me, for saving me. Today I begin a journey, a journey of knowing how to do life, of knowing how to do life with you. With you. In your name. In your name. Amen. Amen. And amen. amen. Let's give all those people a round of applause. Thank you again for spending time with us today. If you're looking to take a step in discovering the more that God has in store for you, just text the word podcast to the number 441 441 and select the option that applies to you. And if you enjoyed this message, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. A special thanks to those of you who generously give to all that God is calling us to do together. It's because of you that everything that we do is possible. We'll see you right back here for next week's message.